Hey, Yomers, we're back. It's 13th and Elm. It's Rob. It's Mike L. It's Bill. Say hi, boys. Hi, boys. What's going on, boys? <laughs> and girls in any middle sex or anybody in between? We're speaking about you two specifically in this room. We're to end together. But also to all our listeners, whatever your persuasion. We like to refer to you as Elmers. 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 Hey, Elmers. Hey, Elmers. What's up? So yeah, this this week's movie was uh, Thirty Days of Night. Um, came out two thousand seven. David Slade directed it. He also did Hard Candy. Yep, which was pretty well received. I've actually not seen that. Um, I actually haven't either. I have. Elliot Page. I, I remember think. it being upsetting, but I don't remember why. It's like a little That's Red Riding Hood kind of twist, right? Yeah. Is it? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> We don't need to get into it because right. we didn't watch it. Because it's not this movie. Um, but uh, also produced by Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yeah, if you can believe it. We know him. Josh Hartnett and Melissa George are the protagonist, love interest. And then, um, what was his name? Huston. Danny Huston plays like the, the bad guy, big bad. And it's mostly what it sounds like. It's 30 Days a Night. They're in Barrow, Alaska, most northern town in the United States, I think. And um, the sun's going to be down, polar night, and a bunch of vampires show up and fuck shit up. What else do you need to know? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. What are we watching next We're week? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Elmer. Thanks for listening. Uh, have you seen this movie? You heard of this movie? Well, I've seen this movie. Before. Yeah, that's what we are going to do our, our podcast. Come on. I hadn't seen this movie prior to this week, actually. And I definitely heard about it. I remember when it came out. And I will say this. I wasn't really watching a lot of film at that time. Well, maybe I should say this. I was in like a pretty artsy fartsy stage of my like teenage angst. Because this came out maybe junior, senior year of high school for me. And Mm -hmm. I was not watching contemporary film. I was doing all of my like... Art house cinema, Luis Bunel, fucking Alejandro Jodorowsky bullshit that I still do. Um, but I remember this movie coming out and just me and a particular friend of mine. What up, Claire? Uh, we would make fun of this all the time. We're like, so is it 30 days of night? Like, it's like dumb fucking 17 year old shit. And I was like, the movie's going to be fucking so stupid and like completely rid it off. I don't even think that I got it was a vampire movie. Didn't even let that breathe enough to like give it any sort of second thought. And I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie. Fucking 30 days of night. And that's really my entire association with it. I remember learning years after it was a vampire movie. And then I was even more like, and, um, so you've changed very little since high school. (laughs) Well, no, I've seen the movie now. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, I'm pretty familiar with this movie. I've probably seen it three or four times before oh. this. Okay, um, this is my favorite vampire movie, um, wow. and it's pretty obvious. It's because, first of all, I don't really like vampires, um, and the way that they're written in this is, is way different than most other vampire movies. Right? They are much more aggressive. They're much more violent. Um, they seem to kill. I mean, still out of necessity, but you can tell that they're enjoying their killing, too, um, which I really like. And the whole concept of this movie is very cool. The setting is great. And I agree with the title. Like, those are days and night. I feel like I thought that same shit. But I eventually did get around to watching this. And this was um, this was my first time seeing it in probably four or five years, at least. Um, it still holds up pretty well. I like this movie a lot. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I'd seen this once before. Love Vampires. Didn't really remember much of the actual film itself. Did you see it around the time it came out or somewhere um, in that? Yeah, probably maybe a few years after it. I don't remember like going to the theater or anything for yeah, it. Yeah, same. Um, and it is, yeah, it is like super brutal. Um, I remember seeing the prequel with Josh Harnett, 40 Days and 40 Nights, which has a very different tone. I think you're recycling an office joke there, right? Uh, maybe. Okay. Josh Hartnett's not in 40 Days and 40 Nights, though, is he? He's the lead. Is he? He is, yeah. Oh, you know, I was thinking of like six days, seven nights. Yeah, 40 Days and 40 <coughs> Nights is where he like gives up he's sex like for Lent. Vir- yeah, no, he's trying to be a virgin. What the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> he's being celibate for, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do kind of remember that, actually. Now that the joke has been explained, it's not as funny, but... Um, no, no, I, I'd seen this once before, and yeah, the whole premise is, is original, and it's like, it's so simple, like, why has this not been done before? I think it's based off of um, a graphic novel, or like a small comic book run, like 10 or 15 editions or something, but... Um, Does that seem like a made-up uh, guess to you? What, how many? 10 or 15, uh, like, oh, it was just issues? a small, yeah, it seemed like that was just... Sounds right to me. Yeah. Do you want me to, do you want me to look it up? <laughs> sure. Um, I feel like this movie does follow, I mean, even though there's a lot of like pretty new concepts, creative concepts, it does follow a pretty set horror like timeline as in it's a small town, people are being attacked and they have to band together and move around to find supplies and survive. You know, it's kind of like the mist where there's things attacking and they're not sure what they are and they all hide in a store because it's for supplies and they have to fight back so but because of the gore and the vampires and all that shit it does make it feel different yeah to me this i don't know if you guys will quite get what i'm saying right away but does this feel and watch like a zombie movie in ways do you know what i'm yes (laughs) yeah it's and i feel like um and and robert probably tested this more but i feel like this movie can be argued upon whether it is like a true vampire movie because I like I know there's people that argue it's not a vampire movie it's a zombie movie because oh, of definitely not a zombie movie though well I think if it was prefaced as a zombie movie you would have the same contingent the very same people who are saying yeah. it's not a vampire movie as a zombie movie would be saying like it's not a zombie movie. It's a vampire movie. Like they're far too intelligent and qu- and like not in an infected way. Not in like a twenty. That's true. Later. Yeah, like they they have their own language. Organized. They yeah. really have like their own language. They're which is a very not cool aspect zombies. of as well. So this it does but vampires it does, are kind of zombies in a way. No, right? but not. I mean, oh, as in a like, way, no, they're not. They're the undead. They that is, is the only way that they're similar. Okay, and that's like a very like, that's like, one of like the biggest parts they're about intelligent. Me. They're intelligent. You know. Is Frankenstein a zombie? Is he the first no, zombie? No, Frankenstein is not a zombie. Frankenstein is... Frankenstein's a monster. He's like we a flesh golem, kind of. I don't know. It depends. Like, Does he have his own... Like, Is his intelligence his own, or is it like a pastiche of everything that he's been created from, all the bodies? We don't need to get in Frankenstein. We don't need to take too much time on that, <laughs> um, but uh, Bill, is Frankenstein a zombie? Just two thoughts on it. Have you given that any thought? I have not given it. I would say he's more of a zombie than a vampire. Fair <laughs> Which enough. I know it's not the question, but <laughs> again, Frankenstein's so, monster. But anyway, I yeah. love vampires. These vampires are definitely vampires. They're not zombies or anything else. They're intelligent. They're smart. They've been around for. And you know what? They give you so much of this language. It wants me to know more about the lore. And I'm sure right. that there's a lot of that in the comics. And there was a novelization of these movies after the movies came out. 
but you don't get any of that. You basically just get him spouting like weird philosophy in sort of Arabic Russian mixed together. And uh, they're vampires and they're almost like, they're almost like fey, like trickster, chaotic. Like they don't think like humans. They're like really capricious and like take pleasure in like killing and like mm-hmm. scaring people. But they're also very primal. And they look like sharks. They have like black eyes and sharks teeth and like shark mouths and right like the like the bald-headed one like he like has like a full-on like shark look about him right yeah but i feel like that's only because he was like kind of like a fat bald guy (laughs) i'm just saying like i don't think the the species as a whole look like sharks they have like black they have black eyes like (laughs) doll's eyes yeah john's no, I knew it. Um, <laughs> I think that they look simultaneously alien and beastly. And I think that you could say the same thing about sharks and you could say the same thing about many other predators or just, you know, horror uh, creatures. And I think that that's something that they did really well in this movie is the look of the vampires and um I don't think it was an accident. I know that there was some like clapback when it came out about like some sort of like Asian stereotype to make them look like they were foreigners or it's like an invasion type of movie. Cause like all the two yeah. thousands horror is like home invasions or like outside terrorist fucking forces, like post nine 11 type of shit. You know what I mean? So that narrative was super present. And I don't think that that's at all, what was present in the movie and admittedly watching this for the first time in 2021 i never made that connection like i looked at them as though they were something alien and beastly yeah and that is perfect for a vampire i think the vampire aesthetic in this was absolutely outstanding i didn't know that it was going to be so gruesome i didn't know that it was going to be so primal I expected just because it's a fucking vampire movie that there was going to be some sort of like suave debonair sexuality um, in inherent to the creatures. And it was completely void of that. And it was such a better film because of that, in my opinion. When this came out, I think around the time the twilight was really popular. One, so no, it was one year before twilight came out, the books or the, the movies? film. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the books were like pretty popular already. And so people were aware of the sparkly vampires to some extent, but I hadn't quite hit that fever pitch. But to be fair, also the source material of this had been out before Stephanie Meyer's uh, book series had came yeah. out. Um, so this was written um, first as a graphic novel that um, Steve Niles was unable to pitch to any publishing house. Um, I think as early as like 93 or like the early 90s he was working on this and um, it was dead in the water. Now you got to think about what vampire movies were out at that time. This is like even like pre-interview with a vampire. Is Blade out at this point? No, Blade's like 98. Okay. I think Interview either came out in 93 or 94. Um, But they really suffered. They were not in vogue at the moment. So nobody wanted to pick this up. So then he adapted it to a screenplay. He actually wrote the screenplay before the graphic novel was ever published or picked up. And nobody wanted the screenplay. Um, And then a new um, publishing house, IDW Publishing, ended up uh, being a startup. And this was the first project that they took on in 99. Um, And he was able to 
kind of turn that success into a movie pitch. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. I guess what happened was Sam Raimi, who's a comic book fan, ended up reading the comic book series and really enjoying it. Then he pitched it to Robert Tapper, um, who has also worked on Evil Dead, Darkman, Don't Breathe. He's most famous probably for directing and writing Cena, uh, as well as some episodes of Hercules. Okay. Those two guys who have obviously worked together, Sam Raimi and Robert Tapper, um, were pretty much the ones responsible for finding the funding and making this movie a reality because they were such big fans of the, um, the, source, material. Of the source material. But they approached... Um, Steve Niels and said, Hey, we want to make an adaptation of this. And he's like, Oh, I already wrote a script. They took that script to Columbia pictures or whoever. And they're like, we hate this. And then they hired, um, I want to say Brian or somebody before Brian Nelson. And I'll get to him in a second, but they hired the guy who wrote like Pirates of the Caribbean. And then they presented that to Sam Raimi. And he's like, I hate this. We're going to go back to the original script. Um, so they got Brian Nelson, who was the guy who worked on Hard Candy. He was a co-writer of Hard Candy along with Robert Slade. That's how they got Robert Which Slade in. Yeah. And that was like kind of the vision. So the, the collective unit of Robert Slade, Brian Nelson, Steve Niles, and, or Steve Niles, and Sam Raimi all kind of came together to make this happen. And when you really start to look at the names involved in this, it kind of makes sense of how they ended up getting a $30 million budget. And they kind of put together what would be an unexpected hit. I mean, there's some big names involved in this. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember how it was received when it came out in theaters, but looking it at the box office. It opened at number one the, in the box the, office. The box office, it like yeah. doubled what it cost. It was like $30 million. I think it made like 75 Yeah. But um, man, dude, I don't know about y'all. I have opinions about this film, and um, I think the first like 35 to 40 minutes is actually really good. Like I don't have a whole lot of fault with it at all like the intro is pretty quick to stuff mm -hmm. you get a sense of who people are you get a sense of the small community what's going on and like the the sort of like pranks and vandalism that's going on and then the stranger and then finally like the overhead shot and the invasion which is awesome yeah the the overhead shot of like the slaughter yeah that goes on. yeah which yeah, is like a such a good frenzy shot. basically oh, yeah. like they're like going ham but uh, after that that point, and it turns more into the survival aspect, which I didn't hate. I don't know, man. Like, kind of lose some steam, and then it gets kind of weird towards the end. We'll get into it. That um, I don't know. We kind of meandered off of the point. Um, but after you meet the stranger, and then we go into survival mode after the invasion. To me, because of the way the vampires are presented, and it's like a horde. It's like an entire pack or tribe mm -hmm. of these um, outsiders. And the way that they are all outside and, you know, most everybody can't survive outside in Barrow, Alaska, and yeah. the, you know, the dead of winter um, because there's no sun. That's what really, to me, makes this feel and watch like a zombie movie. And if there's two types of tropes or like categorical horror categories whatever um that i'm not super into these days or i've been super exhausted on it's both vampires and zombies and what i will say is despite this feeling like a zombie movie and being a vampire movie i enjoyed it more than i've enjoyed any film in the genre that i've seen in a long in either genre that i've seen in a long time but the whole way that they like band together and they're like hold up and like checking it's just it has like a walking dead feel or like a world yeah. war z feel don't you guys think 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it definitely reminded me of The Mist or, I mean, you know, the video game The Last of Us where you're just kind of rummaging around for ammo and food and supplies and moving spot to spot when you can. And, I mean, yeah, it kind of drags like that. But, I mean, what other way could it have done? You know, they come in and they wipe it all out and it's a 45-minute movie or... No, I I don't really have any, like, positive critique i could give to be like oh it'd be better if they changed it i i wonder maybe if um if it hadn't been 30 days of night if it's still been based off of the source material but the vampires show up like the last week or something because i don't it's not really a problem there's like some big time skips and that's fine it's it doesn't take away you know but they skip from like like day two, basically to day eighteen, and then to day twenty-seven, and then you get the like the finale. Right. The yeah, the time skips were definitely something I did not remember, and I wasn't a huge fan of. Like I kind of understand why it's necessary, but like it didn't feel like it was any like farther into it. No. But then when I think about it, it's like what could they have done to made it feel? So here's what I think. I think if they had spent more time, or not more time, but like less time like running around from place to place, and more time just like, I don't know, more like a dark drama where they're like literally starving in a cabin room, and it's like and kind of turning on each stuff. other, yeah, and yeah, more like but, cabin fever. But I would say that would be more like a zombie movie, and also fuck that because what this movie has in spades is its gore and its effects and the character design and like. Yeah, all that's great. Like, I'm I'm just saying instead of like there's like three scenes where they're like jumping from house to house. Right. Have more of it like them stuck in the attic and then get some more. Fuck yeah, that. Cuz we did get a little bit of like the cabin fever in the attic when I don't really remember the name, the, but the guy uh, was like, "Why don't we just make a run for it and some people will die?" Guy. But yeah. yeah. He, he's nameless uh, cuz he dies. No, not Bo. And the dementia old man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He was not a character I think needed to be in it. <laughs> it seemed to like attack on, right? Um, and I mean, I think it was just, I mean, there are a few like overly dramatic parts of this movie. And I think that's one of them. And I think that one of the few things I dislike about this is that there has to be a romantic aspect to it of, um, you know, Eben being in this town and his ex Stella, of course, is on the way to the airport and gets hit by a fucking chainsaw truck or whatever and yeah. now has to stay there. And as they're going through this together, they're falling back in love with each other. Like, that did not do anything for me. I agree with you. And, like, I don't know. This movie is kind of a zombie movie. It feels like one. This movie has some, like, romantic, I don't know, drama stuff going excuse me going on with it it's a survival movie like there's and then the end of it is like it's kind of like underworld a little bit but yeah and it's also it was pretty mainstream and and i mean it's hard to find a big mainstream movie that doesn't have a romantic component to it so but yeah not my favorite part of it but man the, the kills there's some good kills when were you gonna say something uh go ahead (laughs) I mean, just one of my favorite parts is when they when they first are coming in strong and they're going crazy, and um, there's just that couple in the kitchen, and one of them just leaps through the window and just brutally murders like the couple together. Like, God, I love that shit. I like that there's very little like stalking. 
I mean, there's times when they have the young woman walking through town and they're like kind of using her as bait. That's mm-hmm. a completely different tactic. But there's no like, I feel like in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s, there was this whole like type of horror antagonist that's just like outside your window watching all of like urban legend. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. Scream, and it's just like what the fuck kind of patience does this guy have? He's just sitting out there. You know what I mean? And it's like, it had effect when it was Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause it's like kind of the first time we see it. And he's stalking a specific person. Right. Versus like these creatures, these vampires are clearly driven by the hunger. And like, they're like, Oh, that's a glass window. I'm about to yoink this bitch and just yeah. fly through. Fuck you up. And, like, I like that there was a relative lack of intimacy. I like that they weren't there to strike fear. Um, now, that comes naturally, obviously, because right. of the predation. But, like, they were on a mission with complete disregard to anything other than their, like, modus operandi, which I loved. I mean, it's great. And they're able to because they're kind of Renfield familiar character who I don't think is ever named um takes out like all the all the communication he like kills all the dogs oh the stranger um he uh takes i think like a bunch of um uh, spark plugs out of like the snowmobiles or glow plugs i don't know if they're diesel whatever he he basically cuts everybody off before the before the vampires like spring upon people right which and, i do do you kind of wish it was explored how he got to know them or understand all, them. All the or lore stuff, man. Like you're hungry for it, right? Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's already probably a two-hour-long movie, though. Like, I, I mean, know. we didn't really need all of that. Right. In a perfect world, and like the way that we've changed how we consume media, like, sure, this probably would have been a really cool ten-part series for like <laughs> HBO to pick up or something like that. Netflix, right. Showtime, but like. Fuck, man. But I mean, they we had a, this was a banger. Like, I'm starting yeah. to get the impression that I like this movie more than either of you, which I don't think I don't anybody know. saw that coming. I thought I, mean, you I would really like this. this movie. I didn't think that you would like it as much as you sound like you do. I really <laughs> we'll like this get movie. To it, but this is, and I've criticized this decade of horror a lot. This is instantly at the top of the list of horror movies to come out in the 2000s this is up there with like ginger snaps and like saw mm-hmm. but i'd say like even prefer this over saw like really? I mean, saw is great and iconic and you get so much out of it and i love serial horror mm-hmm. because like i just love reoccurring antagonists like there's not a single character in this fucking film that can hold a candle to jigsaw don't get me wrong but like as a yeah. singular watch dude this shit was awesome i loved the backdrop i love the concept of like the 30 days a night i was even still laughing at this movie when i pulled it up and i was like fucking just oh a josh hartnett movie yeah i bet this is gonna be that's great. what you think because i mean what's yeah. josh hartnett done and no offense if you're listening josh i, I mean I'll, thank you for listening first he, of all call gets, me this weekend we can sort, sort this out but it's a pretty decent performance in this film I felt like like not not Oscar worthy nothing like that definitely but, but for like for a horror movie about vampires and who he is leading up to this like you're expecting kind of agreed I'm know. gonna say this about Josh Hartnett um, I think that both his biggest 
asset and strength in his acting career is his, or like his biggest strength and his biggest weakness is his face. He's a handsome man. He's pretty. It's why he's in the faculty and teen heartthrob type of shit like this. But like, and I'm not saying it's a lack of what he puts in because I feel like the performance was good, but like his face to me lacks a certain amount of character that like prevents him from being able to emote well. Like his eyes are kind of recessed. His skin is kind of like very smooth. smooth. His mouth is small. <laughs> he doesn't have like an angular face that like catches light. Well, it's like yeah. in order to emote, like it just doesn't really come through like him being really upset. What does it really upset and inquisitive and like relieve Josh Hartnett look like looks like fucking Josh Hartnett. You know what I mean? You Give should me watch Penny Dreadful. You would see the many faces of Josh Hartnett. And you know what? Maybe that's what it's 20 years of aging will do to you. Because I don't think I've seen this guy's face since like 2007. <laughs> but like, I just... He wasn't wooden because his performance was, performance good, was good. But it was a good performance from a wooden-faced doll. Like, I don't know that I cared a lot about his expression because I didn't notice it. Well, I could agree with that. Okay, what do you I think about like his opposite, mean. though, Melissa George? She was fine. She was blonde. She was fine. The movie might have been better if she died but instead of her dying we got to, and i don't mean no, like no. died they, because her they let a person die because they know that he's that she's bait and then they straight up change uh, and he saves her even though she's bait like come on yeah whatever i'm completely willing to like overlook all the like love shit because this movie delivered what i wanted it to deliver and i didn't expect that it could but with her i'm not saying like she should have died so she wasn't in the movie because she was horrible i'm saying like it would have had an impact to me a little bit because she's one of the few characters that you actually get to know and, like, dare I say, care about. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise, who you got? Bo, Eben, and Stella. I don't really care about the kids, but what I will say is, like, kids are kids, and there's multiple dead kids in this movie, oh, which yeah. gets a big plus for me. Yeah, they do not shy away from dead kids in this, and dead animals, too. Like, a yeah, bunch yeah. of dead dogs. A decapitated um, child. Dude, yes. Yeah. And I will say, you like, expecting that? No. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until I saw her on the ground, and I was just because I watched this with Kai, and it was the first time, and I was like, yes, I remember <laughs> this part now. First of all, that girl's line is great. They oh, find her in the store, like crunching away. It's kind of cringy, but I mean, what the fact that say? it's delivered by like an eight-year-old, she turns I'm around and said, "I'm done playing now. with this one." Yeah. What do you want to play? And they end up picking her up and holding her against the wall as the 15-year-old s- s- brother of the sheriff yeah. hacks her fucking head off. With an axe. With Yo, an axe. Dude, that was good. Yeah. This is a lot of great axe decaps in this. And you think well, you'd get annoyed, be like, oh, we've already seen an axe decap. But they're sure. all great. These are the things that allow me to overlook some of the points of the film that I would typically rip apart and always say like and you've already mentioned this yeah like the love story angle and i know you You hate like a nitpick yeah yeah oh absolutely but like this film delivered so much more it's like i think it would have been more effective if uh stella would have died because like you do kind of care about her but it's like also you're just killing kids quickly you're not like isolating them and making sure like you are diagnosing and prescribing the remedy on site and i 
appreciated that. that. Mm-hmm. Even when, because um, I mean, I, I mean, I guess they mentioned they knew like who the kid was, but like as soon as someone in the group, like a friend forever, as soon as they turn, like there's no hesitation, like there's no tears, whatever. They just pull them in the other room and do what you got to do. And the fact that Billy just executed his his mom or his mom, his wife and his kids. Oh yeah. I mean, we didn't get to see it, but. He tries to kill himself and, and he tries fails, to kill and himself. he's just like, "Yeah, I, I mean, there was something visceral and very real about the torment that these characters were enduring, even if like we were having big jumps in the timeline." Um, but I don't know it. It delivered a lot that I did not expect, to be honest, and I really quite enjoyed this because of that. I also love the vampires and the like the whole concept was I don't even know if it was new it was fresh but they almost like took so much of the vampire trope and even stripped it down they instead of adding it something new they like paired it back a little bit to make it just a simple concise vehicle like I don't need all this classical renaissance vampire bullshit don't uh, i don't need some sort of four minute soliloquy and a piano solo to like teach me that these are creatures are refined and misunderstood and like they don't need to be sexually enticing like fuck that blood thirsty murder machines with razors for fucking teeth and the creepiest nails that i've seen in a <laughs> film in a long time give them some Dude. weird guttural fucking primal language where the, all they can communicate is like kill go attack and you know how much did you how much did you love when they had the the girl surrounded and she's praying and he says oh god. and he says god and he looks up in the sky for a second and goes no god <laughs> you know exactly because i, I definitely <laughs> like when this movie came out and i was like at that age where i was even more edgy than i was now i would de- like i've definitely like that was my myspace um status, status. or like you know like what i mean the or, movie quote yeah god, no god or like or like the you know the gif of it of him saying that or something i always thought that was so badass and then they just and like like i said like they're not just killing to feed like they torture her i mean they She's in the like in, she's in her circle and they're just taking turns like cutting her up until you know they eventually go for the neck. But you can tell they enjoy killing. These are like this almost feels like they're like D and D vampires. They're like vicious fucking things that want to eat your face off. It was. It, I was shocked. I honestly. I texted you guys earlier in the week because unfortunately, like, stumbled upon some like spoilers in like oh, a podcast no. that I was listening. Oh no, I was listening to a podcast and people were just like, "Oh yeah, like Thirty Days of Night is rather Wait, brutal," and I was like, "Yo, is this movie like pretty brutal?" Like, blah blah blah. And when you, when Bill said, "It's probably the most graphic and violent vampire movie I could think of," I was like, "Yo, what?" Do you think I'm right on that? Absolutely. I mean, I I don't watch a whole lot of vampire movies, but I can't think of another one. Well, like the scary vampires came from an era that wasn't 
like you didn't show that type of stuff on film and even if you dared to like they just lacked the technology but like and i know you guys will laugh at this or whatever but like universal monster movies like dracula like he's scary and yeah he's kind of sexy and stuff but then you move to like the hammer house like horror movies with like vincent price and peter cushing and it's like it's all gothic it's like romanian castles and like i get it it's the lore and whatnot but it is very like elaborate sets and like big dialogue and it's not necessarily graphic and like then you move into everything that happens post interview with a vampire and you get to twilight and it's like i want to see like okay even like lost boys it's like ooh, that's like kind of a graphic one like no this delivered they were pouncing one of the cool things i read about this is that um um everybody on like in between david slade and uh steve niles and sam raimi all agreed because this is you know i still the matrix changed movies forever right and this is like even if it's eight years after it's still pretty close and they were all talking about how they didn't want to do like any of the wire or like stop time like bullet time shit mm-hmm. um they didn't want to be like crouching tiger hidden dragon they didn't want to be yeah, like the matrix derivative. they didn't want to do any of that so they used no wire technology in this movie and so like whenever you see them jumping or like getting onto things they're all being either thrown by uh like stunt performers or they're bouncing off of trampolines and i just i thought that all their movement looked so real and like there's a sense of gravity and like the cinematography enhances that it's not graceful and like that's one of the things that the the vampires lacked so much in this movie was that sense of grace they are machines and instruments of death and that makes me love this movie i i love this movie it's badass no it's i'm glad i'm glad that you enjoyed this film so much how about that fucking trencher kill so the trencher is like the machine when, oh, like Bo? the tractor well when bo's going through the town yeah and like yeah what a great stand. part because um do you happen to have his name because he's um he's great he plays oh, uh, you mean the actual actor uh, yeah mark boone jr yeah because he plays um um a pretty big character in sons of anarchy i don't know if yeah. either you watch that also um, the dark knight no. yes, yes he plays no. flasser yes not in batman the, begins batman begins, begins he plays flas yeah um flas yeah um but yeah he's great and and yeah that scene of what'd you say that thing was called because i called trencher. it a chainsaw truck which is well, pretty dish, much what it, it is but trenches yeah, <laughs> yeah. um it's but, like what you would used to till earth to lay like a sewer pipe or something yeah but i mean this was a pretty classic trope as in Bo was kind of introduced as the town outcast like maybe doesn't get along with everybody and then he ends up you know being a hero um because he creates a distraction that gets them to go to the store well he, no, or the utilidor i don't know yeah he saves but, them first with the truck, right? When mm-hmm. they're like out running around, mm-hmm. and then oh yeah, with the um with the plow. snow mover. Yeah, I don't snow know. Plow, yeah. Can't think of any of these terms. And then and then, and then he <laughs> has like a final stand to so that Hart, Josh Hartnett, can, Eben, whatever, can like get back in time. I think because he's right. He goes back in time. Yeah, he goes back in time. I missed that. Um, uh, you think he would just go back like 29 days earlier and say, and everybody should leave. Let's Maybe get the even fuck out. further than that. Maybe like 40 days. Like, hey, we're going to get the fuck out. Give him some time. Um, Sorry, what are you saying? Something about the trencher. I don't know. 
Uh, they run over a bunch of vampires. They cleave them in twain. People are getting... There's shotgun blasts to the yeah. head. There's fucking, uh, like, this uh, hook, like a grappling hook kill where he's drugged behind the fucking trencher. Oh, it's, a ba- it's a bear trap. A bear trap. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So he, like fastens bear traps around oh, yeah, the cockpit yeah. so that nobody could like jump in and like infiltrate and the cockpit him. and one of the vampires gets caught and then falls off and he's drugged behind the trencher there's multiple kills with the actual chainsaw blade of yeah. the trencher if you will yeah. but one of my favorites is when he falls off of the front and the top and then he lands and, gets the, cut and he, yeah he doesn't just like get cut up and fall off he actually splits in two and falls over yeah. and it's so good it's like run like, over yes yeah okay so another great kill right there's we just named like three <laughs> then there's like one of the initial shotgun blasts blows off somebody's head outside oh, of the truck it's like a mm-hmm. watermelon yeah yeah there's the kid decapitation then there's what's his name johnny the kid the guy at the end who gets fucking decapitated that is billy br- billy Billy's brutal ass decapitation. Oh yeah! Right after he saves, okay, now gets his hand chewed up. Now you can laugh yes. at me because I don't know what this machine is called, and I meant I to rem- Google it, but like I don't remember at the Utilidor, like it's like the multi-component because they it's call like a it lathe grinder because they call it something what. Oh, it's what they call it in the movies, not yeah. what it's called. I don't it, remember it, it what like, they call it. Like, yeah, but it has a name. It like grinds yeah. up like ore, right, or something. It, Anything, everything anything <laughs> yeah that's like how you dispose but, of okay. like cars they kept saying utilidor and i was like what the fu-? And i just turn on um subtitles to like figure out what the hell they were saying and yeah so it's like a tunnel where you would have like pipes for steam or oil or electricity or whatever like underground because Makes sense. it's so cold right mm-hmm. um but I, I I like that like the vampires never like really I mean I guess at the end they kind of go there but like they kind of like just ignore it. Do you tell it Yeah, for like the whole like month basically. Well, I mean something about them that I feel like is another thing different than most vampires. I feel like in most vampire movies they have a place that they all live collectively and they go out when they need to feed and they live there. It seems that this one um, they're trying to take territories like they're imperialists i mean they make it seem like at least at the end when they're trying to burn the town that they're just gonna go on to the next one that they're very much just trying to clear this one out and then keep going like it doesn't seem like they're just here to feed and then they're gonna go back to wherever wherever they came from which Um, i don't know if that's you know true or not but i think like one of them has a comment when like when the oil spill and they're like oh well they're gonna make it look like a big accident and then they're going to head up to Wainwright and do the same damn thing or yeah. whatever, which maybe not, but so at the very, very beginning of the movie, you see a ship and you see the stranger familiar guy, like yeah. walking towards town. So they never show, they never show like coffins with earth in them or whatever, but I, I, that's kind of what I assume. Um, but, uh, he mentions the, the vampire when they're speaking in vampire language mentions that like they need to like make sure there's no survivors so that no one knows that vampires exist because that's where their power lies is that they're like bad dreams and nightmares but they also imply that they're like gonna keep moving on like you say like they're gonna go do this in another town right um but uh, yeah man they're so different in so many ways they're not just vicious and primal but like there are other vampires in other movies around this time before where when they transform they're all gross and like bat like and mm-hmm. you know Jerry Dandridge in Fright Night yeah you know? oh, or or uh, Lost Boys like Keith mm-hmm. Sutherland like he has his own form right these vampires are not like they don't have the alter ego where they're humans that can like pass 
you know, in a dark room or like at a restaurant. Like they're just fucking vampires. Yeah, Danny Houston looks so all fucking cool in this movie, man. <laughs> I read a bad review of this movie. Is where he they, the main one? Where yeah. it's like, if you want to watch he the Pet ass. Shop Boys eat a bunch of people in Alaska, <laughs> I thought that was good. That, <laughs> that was a good, good zing. What about the one that looked like Adam Driver? Oh, yes. <laughs> or, so you thought he looked like Adam Driver? I thought he looked like uh, that actor whose name I forget, excuse me, but he's in Dodgeball and he plays oh, JP. The new, oh, and, I, yeah, uh, JP. I know who you're yeah, talking exactly. about. Uh, but they also oh, like yeah. and Grandma's boy JP. Yeah. Don't they? They. I mean, a lot of them are like pretty Audio's skinny and turned. tall. But like, he looks like a weird like alien elf. Like they look, and and his wife too, or like the the lead female vampire, or whatever. She looks like really ethereal and like yeah, she's creepy looking. Just her angles and stuff. And she yeah, and dare I say that that is actually so oh, it's sexy. Great. Oh, like I don't, I don't know. About back sexy. me up here. I know you, are. dude. That what like part of it androgynous. I mean, I'm all for that. Like really, she looks Marilyn like an Manson alien. She looks like type. She, she looks like if elves were real. Like she looks like yeah. a weird, and her, crazy. I'm trying elf. to tell her you right now what's gonna happen. Yeah. If I find crazy. you know what the best line in uh, Clerks so, Two is, I want to be the first to discover an alien species. And fuck and it. And fuck it. Because, like, yeah, she's super hot. So what is this called? You're just okay, watching yeah, videos. No, so I've been trying <laughs> not to interject. Okay, so, like, that machine that I couldn't figure out what it's called, it just, like, shreds everything. Mm-hmm. It's just called an industrial shredder. <laughs> 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 They're so badass. It's for those metal credit cards. But, yeah, I mean. But, yeah, that kill was awesome, too. This movie has so many good kills. How about the fucking grow light kill? I mean, oh, it wasn't great, but it was fun. I wanted it's her fun. to, like. Is that the worst looking weed in any movie you've ever oh fucking God. seen? To be fair, at this so point, it's I been, like, two weeks without actually. power. So, it's they've, like, been dying on the stock, right? No, when they, when, Ed, I think. If, Pick what, it before. Oh, yeah, you're talking about. I'm talking about the drawer. Like, when yes, he finds the. You're talking oh, about the, the, dead, the plants. dead plants. But when you first see it in the police station. I was like, what the fuck is that? I also didn't know what that was. And like to be fair, I've never like seen weed, so like I was a little confused. <laughs> From what I've seen in movies, it does not look like that. I mean, it just looked like I don't even like burnt grass. <laughs> like it <laughs> but was like, just like blades. It was, it was like reeds. It looked like reeds of something like a it was pussy willow. Rough chopped oregano. <laughs> no, oregano's fucking green. That shit was brown, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they could have used oregano and it would have made much more sense. I've been like, oh, they're in northern Alaska. They yeah, got fucking like ditch shaky weed? swag, ditch weed. ditch weed. This was not a plant. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck I this was. I agree with that. It was like really, st- it was like brown pipe cleaner in a bag, <laughs> right though? Like this shit was the worst looking weed I've ever fucking seen in my life. They got a couple like Chinese finger traps and chopped them up and then put them in a bag. And it was for her cancer. Her cancer. They lo- actually, it looked, looked like, like it mummified it. fingers <laughs> that were chopped up and put in a bag. This shit was so fucking dry. How would you fucking light that shit on fire and not lose the whole fucking bag? Like, this shit was... She probably vapes it. She's got cancer. No. She would eat it. This is 2007, and they're in, like, very rural northern slope Alaska. Like, She's they're in the Arctic like Circle. she a hydroponic setup, you know? Okay, that was not a hydroponic setup from what I've watched in trailer park boys and movies. But man, that light got bright. I wanted to like set her on fire is what I wanted to see. Yeah, it was more of like a Twilight. I guess you guys haven't seen Twilight, but no. it was more of a Twilight kill than spoiler. People kill. There's deaths in Twilight? I think so. 
So we'll it, it was the we'll second the coolest but vampire you'll see what I mean UV when you watch light it. kill I've seen this year. Oh, it was, I guess the other well, one wasn't a kill. Like in Blade, they use like to... I said this year. Okay. <laughs> Jacob's well, wife, the dentist. That oh, was fucking yeah. cool. That was cool. Yeah. You guys think like this film more than Jacob's wife? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you know, if both films Unless had Barbara Crampton in it, it would be a no-brainer. But like the rope-throwing ability of like Jacob's Ladder is so much higher because of Barbara Crampton. Like Jacob's Ladder or Jacob's wife? <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. <laughs> 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 Jacob's slip. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. No, this movie was much more badass than Jacob's wife. Although there was and good gore in that too. The two not finals, as much though. The two final kills, the like arm through the head. Oh, the fucking and, face punch and the turn to ash. Uh, the turn, the to, turn ash to ash was is a lame. Goofy. That whole sequence is goofy. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, it's because if if it, it was him solo, like sitting there as the sun came up, I would have liked it so much more. But he's like in the embrace of his you know estranged what, you wife. You know what I like, wanted was when he injected Billy's blood. If he just went crazy and killed everybody, <laughs> killed all of them. <laughs> that would have been, been awesome. so legit. <laughs> and then like joins the vampires at the end. So yes, that would have been such a better ending. But I mean, it from the love shit going on the whole time, it ended how it needed to. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. And you just need to wrap it up but too at that it point. It was goofy. And the same thing if um. Like, if he would have caught on fire and, like, suffered a little bit, then, like, it would have been much better. better. But he kind of just turned into, like, paper mache. He, kind of screamed a little bit. So that... floated away. I didn't love the way that that um, CGI held up. And I read that um, it was all practical effects originally, and it took Hartnett, like, eight hours to get all the ash uh, makeup on. And then they shot it and they're like, ah, we don't like the way it looks. And they just (laughs) cut it out and edited it with the CGI, which is like whatever. But um, this movie had really good effects, both the mix of practical and CGI. I thought, Um, Mm -hmm. obviously the film was set in borrow um, Alaska, which has since been renamed. It's actually Utkiavik now, which is like an Inuit name. Um, That's cool. Yeah, 2016 it was renamed. But um, this location is not only inaccessible, like as the movie alludes to, but like there, you cannot get there. It, like you have to like fly to Anchorage, or like you have to get to Anchorage or Juneau or take somewhere and, and then take, well, it's too far in dog sled. You would have to fly like a puddle jumper plane. And I mean, that's how they talk. That's why they talk to the stranger like that. Like, how did you get here? Like yeah, you couldn't have gotten here without no one noticing. Right. Exactly. Um, so this film was all shot on location in New Zealand and they it was a total of eight weeks shooting. And six of those weeks were all at night from 6 PM to 6 AM. And there was mostly all in this like old farming village that they had, you know, done up to look like Alaska. Yeah, and then um, they had snow machines and like foam composites and white carpet floors and all that stuff. And then there was a couple um, scenes that were shot in like a old abandoned like equestrian warehouse that they were able to like more so manipulate the. Um, like the elements, um, but then like the backgrounds of the city and like some of the sh- like landscapes, like they would have to edit out like mountains and add ocean and like do things like that, which was all kind of cool and honestly looked kind of seamless. Like I think the film looked yeah. really good there. Um, all the breath because they were shooting in New Zealand, it was warm. Um, all of that stuff was added uh, post shoot, um, post production. So I think they did a pretty good job at that because I never at any point started looking at the breath it, and yeah. questioned it. 
So I thought that, you know, with the effects of like no wires and using a lot of actual like snow from a snow machine and some of that stuff, it's like the effects were really cool. The art direction and art design in this movie was badass. And like they definitely utilized the budget they got. And I think that they said they were hoping to net like 18 million to make this movie. They ended up getting 30 million to make the movie. Fuck, dude. I think they got everything out of it that they could have. Yeah, I mean, aside from the, you know, obviously the age difference in the CGI, which isn't that bad. It hasn't aged And there wasn't poorly. too much of it. You um, know, it wasn't like a glaring issue. No. Right? No, there are like a couple a couple kills that like, it didn't look bad, like you can tell. But uh, aside from that, man, everything else, like you say, and the, the makeup on all the vampires and the CGI to make them look more vampire-y is done really well. I didn't know anything about the um no wires and strings but when you're talking yeah. about like it having gravity and looking real it, it does because it is and i thought that like the the wash and like the edit on the color palette was really good because it does look really cold and everything is like a muted glacial like color but the blood stands out yeah. so good yeah, even I mean, with all the blue filters but then it gets like dirty and dark and it's not like that cartoon it's not that this yellow fucking tempera tempera paint right. fucking red it's like it's good looking blood i, I like it i will yeah, say the contrast of blood on snow is oh my god especially in that overhead shot like yeah. when you just see people and then all of a sudden an explosion of blood on uh, that. Yeah, like, people oh, are getting so cool. Yeah, like dragged. Yeah, the cinematography is much better it's than great. it it's needed really to good, be man. in this movie, yeah. man. Um, I will say that they did have like a mostly full moon for about a month, but if they didn't, you wouldn't be able to see anything because there's no light and all the electricity's out. You'd yeah, be pitch black. So, yeah, classic movie at night kind of issue. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it was actually filmed at night, like all most of the film, um, and obviously most of it takes place at night. But um, you know, yeah, what can you How do? How many days would you say take place at night? Mm-hmm. In the movie, between yeah. like I don't know, probably like just like a couple of days over four weeks or something. Yeah, it's about hard to month. say. Like Sounds about right. About a month, maybe. Yeah, give or take two fortnights, but not like a December month, no. like a. N- not like a January month and not a February month, ironically. Probably like a November, but somewhere in the middle of winter. Yeah. It was like cold. November was midwinter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like this movie a lot more than I thought if y'all haven't caught on to that. Um, I had not heard of Robert Slade. I did look into him uh, doing Hard Candy, and I've wanted to see that movie, and I just haven't. I do like Elliot Page quite a bit, and somebody else is in that movie that I like a lot. Um, It's... Patrick. Oh yes, Patrick Wilson is Wilson. in that movie. God, I love Patrick yeah. Wilson. Uh, he's so good. This has got to be one of the earlier movies. Though. He's um, um, he's in all the James Wan, the James Wan, James Wan, yeah. Wan yeah. and Conjuring, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's in the Watchmen. The Watchmen and he's Watchmen, yeah. he's great. Yeah, he's great. He's so good. So is Elliot Page. She's great. Yeah, too. yeah. He's, she's great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. They're they're great. Um, at any point in their career. Anyway, um, Robert Slade had also didn't know this. Turns out, dude is directed. I'm not even exaggerating, probably like 30 music videos, but four of which are absolutely some of my favorite music videos of all time. Let's hear him. Well, he did Donkey Rhubarb, which the video might not be the best, but it is good, but it's like an instrumental Aphex Twin like sound, like song. Um, but I love the song. Uh, but they also did uh, System of Down's Aerials, which is another great video. One of the things about all of his videos, they all have like a weird 
bear like doll theme yeah. and except with Ariel's which features like some weird alien looking kid who watch that if you dare it, the the kid's eyes <laughs> if you dare the kid's eyes and head shape are almost identical to all of the uh, vampires. vampires it was interesting because I watched these earlier before I came over here um Sour Girl by Stone Temple Pilots, um, which features a very famous vampire slayer. I totally forgot Sarah Michelle Gellar is in that. Shout out to Buffy. If you are listening mm. to this, like God, you're... oh my God. And then Call I, us. I'm really, I'm really gonna. I want to see you reacting to this because I really don't think that you would have think that. And if anybody knows me, you'll all be surprised to know that I absolutely love this song because it's a band that is. Definitely emo, and that's not something that I've liked. In fact, I, my entire high school identity I'm was. I'm so ready to I tell you. I do not like emo. How this is not emo. <laughs> Good to really? ready. Not do you know what it is? No. Uh, Girls Not Gray by AFI. <laughs> he directed that video, which is a great video too, and I love. I feel that like song. it's a snowy video, right? All of that's these all videos are like kind of snowy, and they all kind of have the but same. Maybe I'm thinking of Miss Murder. That no, other I think AFI you're song. actually thinking of Silver and Cold. I don't know what that is. It's another AFI song. I only know the two. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Girls Not Gray, yeah. So dude did a lot of things. And he also directed episodes of he uh, Breaking Bad, American Gods, I Hannibal, that. Black yeah. Mirror. That's cool. I wonder if that's how um, he got with uh, Boone. Oh. Sorry, Mark Boone, whatever his Junior. name is. What was Mark Boone Jr. in? Oh, shit. No, never mind. He said Breaking Bad. But I guess Vince Gilligan also did Sons of Anarchy, so... <laughs> Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It was a pretty solid cast. I didn't really recognize any of them by name, uh, other than Josh Hartnett. But I did recognize Mark Boone Jr. And then I did some digging into Danny Houston, who's pretty popular in the genre. And then Melissa George was in a like a whole bunch of horror movies in the mid two thousands. I didn't realize, but she's in like. Amityville, Triangles, Teresa. She was in uh, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive, not really a horror movie in not the 2000s, but she was around for some things. I didn't really know her, but did recognize her face. But yeah, didn't know Sam Raimi was involved in this. Mm. Yeah, me neither. I was you know, surprised when that producer credit came up. Yeah, so I don't know. What else y'all got to say? I've talked about this movie a lot and I could continue to because I really sleeper hit. This was fucking dope. I mean, I've been dying to talk about um, where everybody used the bathroom when they were in the attic for a Dude, few days. I thought about that too. Because um, you know they're peeing and pooping. What do you guys thoughts on that? There's like eight people in there. Yeah. You didn't think about that? Well, they do come out of the attic, and the old man did say he had to use the restroom, and they're like, just remember not to flush, exactly. open the valve. So like, I assume they just no, went to the that. loo and like used. I I mean I remember that, but you think like. Eight people are just stacking up their shit for that long in the same toilet. They open the valve. They don't flush it, and it still goes down. And you can don't flush. Yeah, I mean you could use. Uh, this is like Maybe crazy Alaskan backwoods technology. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Like, what do you do when the toilet goes out in Barrow, Alaska? It's gonna be days before you can get to a plumber a bag? Yeah. I imagine if there's things that you have in isolated territories though it's like plumbing is probably high on the list of shit you want right <laughs> I mean anywhere I'd yeah. say it's like it might be $14 <laughs> for some nature's own orange juice but like we gotta take care of this shit yeah it's important it's quality of life um just just the ending I wouldn't I mean I don't know 
again, it kind of feels like Underworld where he injects himself with vampire blood yeah. and fights him off. And Does that happen in the end of un- Underworld? Like, no, so just clearly? the whole sort of vibe to it, like the one-on-one battle with the vampire lord and I don't know. I didn't hate it, just wasn't crazy about it. Yeah, and of course, like he's able to fight off the um the, lead the bad guys when, even though like he's turning himself when everybody else that turns it only takes them seconds to start well, attacking their loved ones because they have carter and he's like gives like a whole soliloquy while he's a vampire which one's carter was uh, he the one the hiding guy, under the, one who, the, the, guy no. who, the guy who asks josh harnett to kill him and chop his head the one who can't live oh, with yeah, his you're right, I guess. daughter forever. But he wasn't even starting to have like any feature changes at all. His like, whole teeth, no, his, his whole mouth his, his and mouth his eyes. And, and his skin was totally uh, blue, yeah. Yeah, fine, fuck. Because fine, they, they, they also show that so that later Josh Hardin can be like, I've still got time. I can be myself and like still be a vampire. I can fight him off. And then how much time was it until he had the fucking sunset? How come he wasn't murdering people then? Uh, how long was armor, that? You know, I don't know, an hour? <laughs> it doesn't really get... They definitely wait their time to burn the town down. Like, you should have done that, like, on day 27 or 28, not day 29 and a half. Real fire, by the way. They actually oh, burnt yeah. down the entire set. Um, that's, that's cool. That's badass, <laughs> yeah. So, so much of this film feels like the thing. You've got, like, all the... Breaking shit down so no one can leave. You've got like a little bit of cabin fever. You got it burning down the town. Get a lot of like visceral being torn apart. Wilfred Brimley's also in this movie. Is he? No. <laughs> He's a background character in the town. He's like at a bar scene. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good though if he was. <laughs> Drinking a pint. I want some raw hamburger. Yeah. Can a man just get some raw meat? <laughs> He was great. I loved him, man. He was good. Yeah. He was good. They're going to take me. And, man, that was brutal. He shoots him in the arm and then... um, Oh, leaves him. uh, Cups his arms up above his head. I like that fucking pig. uh, Evan was a badass in this movie. Yeah. He was. I think he was more badass as a human, kind of, like you said. I agree. You know what I mean? First 20 minutes of this movie. But, like, if you're a fucking sheriff in Barrow, Alaska, you're a badass. And a sweetheart. And a sweetheart. And handsome to boot. And handsome. With his ageless face and no emotion. Dude, I don't need emotion to I, enjoy He emoted you. plenty. He emoted plenty. You don't yeah. need emotion to feel the emotion, you know? I think that's true. Final thoughts? Exceeded every expectation I could have had. I gotcha. You this did the first get me. vampire movie. Gotcha. Well, Sleepwalker's kind of. I don't know if it's a vampire movie. And like the same thing like a Starry Eyes, because I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, Starry Eyes is really good, but Starry Eyes is like like not a vampire movie. Yeah. God, Sleepwalkers is better than this now. Sleepwalkers was (laughs) was fun. I'll tell you that Sleepwalkers was more, I had more fun watching it because I didn't have to watch 40 fucking ads on uh, Pluto. Oh, no, it's not your fault. But if I would have watched this seamlessly, um, it didn't matter. I really like this movie. I'm, I'm spending like, the $3 on Amazon next time, for sure. Yeah. Dude, I think this is one you should pick up on VHS. Yeah. <sighs> Christmas is coming up. Noted. Yeah, I already got you. I'll get you a VHS for Christmas. <laughs> it's 2021. What says I love your friendship like a VHS? <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, this um, this is my favorite vampire film. Um, I don't watch a lot of them because I don't like them because vampires are... Um, don't, you, don't you say that in my house. Are usually, I mean, I don't want to say boring, um, but I mean, they're more like story-oriented and there's lots of lore there and it's more about, you know, okay. relationships and more into, more than just gore. And I mean, you know me, I'm a gore hound. You are. Um, so when I get this example of vampires that are literally just jumping into people's houses and sticking fucking iron pokes, you know, through the husband. Oh my God, husbands. that was another good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, if the majority of vampire movies were like this, I think I'd be super into vampires. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because these were fucking brutal yeah so cool brutal ass vampires um could have done without the love connection but like you said everything else was done so well that it's kind of just like and whatever um i would give this i'd give this a 78 i'm a big fan of this one uh this probably will not be my last time i watch it oh and there was one little fun thing that i noticed i don't know if you guys would have noticed on your first watch or not it's not a big deal it's just something small that i enjoyed when they're in the store um and they see the little girl and she first she she runs away after being caught and is like hidden and eben is waiting with the axe out like no one has alerted to him that it's a child so she runs out and he takes a swing and just swings right, right over, over his head because yeah. he's swinging like and it's adult and that's how um, she's able to like hit him and get him to the ground. I thought it was just like a small little thing that I enjoyed. But yeah, really fun movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, I think this one, um, it doesn't really s- score super high, uh, unlike all the like critical websites and whatnot. And not that that's what we base our reviews on or anything, but it's like I wasn't excited. I was thinking uh, vampires. I was thinking Josh Hartnett. I was thinking this got like a 51 on Rotten Tomatoes and like Metacritic's got like a 3.0 or something like that. And I was like, how good can this be really? Um, And not to say that, you know, there aren't many movies. with like a 1.6 that I absolutely (laughs) love. But like um, it maybe it was a little bit of expectation versus what I got. But damn, this movie was badass like if you are looking for a fresh take on uh vampires or maybe you avoided this because you didn't think you'd be into it i mean take it from bill and i both not interested in the subgenre both really like it feels like it delivers gore acting is good the editing and cinematography are great the soundtrack is pretty good it's effective for sure art design another home run in my book um i dug it and if nothing else you're going to get a lot of kills and a lot of gore and it's going to be what more vampire movies should be like. Um, I really like this and I, it might also be my favorite vampire movie. Ironically enough, as much shitting as I've done on like the suave, sexy vampire, I have an unexplainable soft spot and like a nostalgic view on interview with a vampire. I do love that movie. And that's kind of the movie that like started all this shit. Like Anne Rice, like, I mean, they were always like sophisticated and debonair beforehand, but like interview with a vampire ramped it way up. And then twilight took it to an entirely different level. But this one, like I said, one of the best horror movies of the two thousands, that I can think of, I've really liked it. I'm giving it an 80. Wow. Okay. High praise from a vampire hater. 
Uh, yeah, I, I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. Uh, I love vampire movies, and this is a unique one. Um, it has a very simple premise that just, they just execute pretty well. I don't know about flawless, but pretty damn well. And yeah, yeah, the love story stuff doesn't do much for me. There's some lulls. There's a lot of, like, flavors of other movies in this, as well as, like, being a vampire flick, as we kind of beat a dead horse with that. But, um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, probably like a 70... 76. This is a good flick. Definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. Absolutely. Oh, we were all really close to that rating on that. Yeah. It's cool. Well, um, I believe it's you up next week, right, Bill? Yeah. You want to know what we're watching next week? Yeah. So it'll be the last episode of the year. So you know it's got to be a Christmas movie. Ooh. Right? Don't, don't be frowning. Um... We're going to watch 1995's Aldea de la Bestia, uh, The Day of the Beast. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, in fact, we've already all we've watched this together. This film. What? Yeah, it's Alex de la Iglesia. When did we watch this? Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was like the night after we watched um I don't Evil remember Speak. much of it, if that helps. Oh, it's fucking wait, awesome. Was, was it one of it's the ones the one where I had the, too much? No, it's the one where the old man's just dick out in the kitchen. I remember the end of it where they're like walking around the town square and like the we opening the world. scene is really cool. It's like this guy's walking around. And you're like, dude, this opening scene is awesome. Is it the homeless dudes and shit? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Fuck, not really, <laughs> to be honest. Really? God damn it. Yeah, you definitely. We all watched this together. I really liked it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it was a Joe Bob night and it was with Evil Speak? Yes. Yeah. It was at your house. Yeah, wasn't was that the night house. where I had like 13 fucking you old styles? You, yeah. got, you did get really tuned up. Got rowdy. Dude, you loved this first scene, but that also might have been like you being super tuned up. So the dude, and he goes to like the heavy metal uh, album, like record store, and he's like trying to learn about all the. Okay, like, yeah, metal, I do remember that. And, like Satanism? Yeah. Well, guess what? There was another movie that I was thinking about doing, so okay. we'll just do that instead. And um, it was the movie, remember I said we're going to watch a fucked up movie afterwards. Fuck it, we'll just do it on the podcast. Oh my God, I forgot how gorgeous this woman in this movie was. Jiminy Cricket. Okay, stop ogling this woman on your computer. What's the movie, Bill? Um, well, now it is going to be the 2008 cult classic martyrs oh Uh -oh. that's a christmas movie right no (laughs) um this movie is this is a great movie it is very dark and depressing um i don't think there's anybody out there that listens to these and will immediately just blindly watches the movies but if you do um it is relatively extreme so do your research french um yeah um, French film, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. Um, it's brutal, but it's not just brutal. There's a, actually a decent amount of story to it. Like it's pretty deep. It's just like definitely not a feel good film. Have you seen it, Michael? Oh no, I'm so excited. But I it has it. my favorite, you no. my favorite first scene in any movie ever. Even better than being Dia de la Bestia? Because you really, <laughs> really like the opening scene of that movie. Well, I might have to rewatch it since I don't really remember, but I can't imagine 
the opening scene of Martyrs is is amazing. But so yeah, stay tuned for that next week. Do you like it as much as the opening scene of Funny Games? I know you really like that scene. Yeah, too. Um, and I mean you'll see why. But on Funny Games, it's mostly the music. Yeah, because um, it the music being so not so contrasting to what's happening. Just a happy family in the car. But we're not talking about that movie. Till next week. Tune in, Elmers. Thank you. We're not. Thank you. We're not talking about funny games next week either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Whatever. Bye.